Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. it's too late for this valentine's day but maybe here are some ideas for next valentine's day you get from your local news and now newscasters offer tips for how to say i love you in the worst imaginable way i see all different types of opportunities to celebrate this valentine's day like let's go over here and take a look at this bouquet of beef sticks fried chicken bouquets they include six chicken tenders mini carnations herbs, baby's breath, and buttermilk lime dressing. A bouquet made of Chick-fil-A nuggets and waffles. This is a chicken wing and chicken finger bouquet. How about a corn dog bouquet? A bouquet of salami. Why not? A sausage bouquet. These are bacon bouquets. Bouquet of ribs. Jerky beef bouquets. This is my beef bouquet. Jerky bouquet, guys. I'm going to tell you right now. That looks so delicious right there. The first ever Maine lobster tail bouquet. This is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. Josh said, please do not ship this. Do not put this in the mail. Not going to be good at all. You know where you're going to spend your Valentine's Day? In, on the toilet. Well, I would say if your wife's hoping for the beef bouquet, you got to keep her there, is what you got. But, um, they want the beef. Oh, my, chicken, chicken tender bouquet. When, when Sam was born, we got a fruit bouquet. It was one of the greatest gifts and gift ideas ever. One, it looked oh, yeah. lovely. It was a nice gesture. Yeah. But we ate on that thing during a time when we were very busy and getting food together and stuff was difficult. Uh, we ate on that for days. So well, what's, What sort of fruit? Was it the one? I've seen the one with melon, a fair amount yeah. of melon, pineapple, yeah. and that sort of deal. Very yeah. cool. I don't, know nice. the, I don't know how long the beef bouquet would keep. I need just a, sitting in the sun. I need a longer investigative report done on the uh, the ribs bouquet because that's something I might actually order yeah. one day. So you, do you do just like flowers? You put it on the table and keep turning it toward the sun so that the the <laughs> meat kind of bends toward the heat. That's an excellent uh, bouquet tip right there. <laughs> Speaking of dating, a couple of different things. Um, I texted somebody over the weekend. Um, 
that I know and had this text conversation. I said, how was your Valentine's Day? Pretty romantic. And he texted back, yep, me, myself, and I is a thruple. (laughs) (laughs) A thruple. And if you're dating, you don't want to be the victim of Fauciing. One of the the hot new phrases for dating. (laughs) Have you been a victim of Fauciing? Oh, boy. What is it? (laughs) I'll bite. Go ahead. There's a term in dating now called fouching someone. Do you know what it means? Uh, it means cutting off a relationship if you don't think that other person is serious enough about social distancing and taking the pandemic seriously. No, oh, I thought it would be like changing your story completely. I'm a stockbroker. I work for uh, Merrill. Have for 20 years. I'm a dentist. I am. A, I've long been a groundskeeper at a cemetery. Masks are bad. Don't wear masks. Wear masks all the time. Wear three masks. You get to know somebody a little bit, and you realize they're uh, they're they're an anti-masker, or you're an anti-masker, and they're super hardcore into maskers. I guess masking. I guess you just so you fauci them, or they fauci you. That's dumb. <laughs> what do you I'm, mean it's dumb? It's got a cute name. Things with cute it's a names. meme. It's a meme, Sean. Yeah, exactly. The meme economy. You guys yes, thought I now, was joking. Now, how is somebody? Can somebody make money off of this meme? Maybe just reserving the website? I don't know. More important fare, uh, Iraq rocket attack targeted U.S.-led coalition over the weekend in the first serious test of the Biden administration when it comes to foreign policy, according to the Wall Street Journal. The assault killed a contractor and injured a U.S. service member and five other contractors. The president has been briefed on this yesterday. Uh, Richard Goldberg, who is some guy who thinks about these sort of things, tweeted over the weekend, President Biden must respond forcefully to Iran-sponsored attacks that killed Americans. This was a declared and enforced red line for the past administration. Failure to respond will invite more attacks and more dead Americans. Okay, so, I, yeah, I was a little confused. So it was in Iraq. It was not by Iraq. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah, one no. of your Iranian-backed militias. Okay. Exactly. In Iraq. you got to whoop the hell out of them for that. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Trump launched several strikes over that sort of thing. We'll see how Biden reacts. Watch me. Oh, CNN with a charming piece on the contrast between the last president and this one in terms of personal habits and schedule and that sort of thing. And, you know, I actually do find that kind of interesting. But uh, one point they made about Biden is that he goes to bed really early. Like how early? Uh, they didn't say specifically, but early. Well, he's got a belly full of the uh, 4.30 dinner from Denny's, and he's, right. you know, he's, he's in bed early. He watched Wheel of Jeopardy, and he goes to bed. Yeah, yeah. Wheel um, of Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, um, uh, so we haven't talked that much about the Lincoln Project, and that's kind of an inside baseball thing for people that are super into the beltway gossip, I guess. It was a never-Trumper crowd of in theory, former Republicans that made a gazillion dollars. They're they're hucksters. They've gotten caught. Scam artists. Some of them were pervs. The rest of them were just hucksters. Anyway, Megan McCain tweeted out over the weekend about the Lincoln Project. If you ever watched MSNBC, for instance, these Lincoln Project people were on there all the time. I don't think there was an episode of Morning Joe over the last four years that didn't have Steve Schmidt or one of these guys on there. Supposedly, the steady, old-school, you-can-trust-him conservative voice about what's wrong with Trump as he got richer and richer off of uh, duping people into thinking they were part of the resistance. Anyway, Meghan McCain, John McCain's daughter, tweeted over the weekend, I've been very hesitant to comment, but since my deceased father kept getting invoked, 
I will say this. John Weaver and Steve Schmidt of the Lincoln Project were so despised by my dad, he made it a point to ban them from his funeral. Since 2008, no McCain would have spit on them if they were on fire. Wow. And it's not exactly like McCain was a trumper. So right. there you go. Right. So it was one of those guys the guy who's perving on young yep. fellas? Yep. Yeah. Okay. The Weaver dude. Yep. All right. And then, then you got the woman who made a cash grab on her way out. And, oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They funneled I, tens of millions of dollars to various groups that they controlled the finances of. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the, the, the oldest scam in the world. But. And, and you need to be hip to this. And I don't care which way you swing politically speaking. Um, in the wake of the election, between the stop the steal, the uh, we're going to fight the results, the we're going to fight against Trump, we're going to ensure everybody gets to vote, voting rights now, blah, blah, blah. Close to a billion dollars was raised. In fact, they haven't tracked all of it, but hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars were sent in by Americans like you. Maybe you sent it in to Boy, various causes, you know, either at any end of the political spectrum or anywhere sure. in between. After and elections, what... after big Supreme Court rulings, we're not going to let oh, yeah. this stand. And you see an email in your box, fight back by sending us $100. Right. Give now. You have to understand, folks, they are not obligated to spend the money on what they told you they're going to spend the money on. And they don't. It's there in the fine print. They're just feathering their nest and building a gigantic slush fund to accomplish whatever they want. And what they want generally is to pay themselves enormous salaries. Yeah, even if even if they um, even if they do kind of use the money for what they're talking about, even if they do run ads, you know, saying what you wanted them to say, they can pay themselves whatever the hell they want to pay themselves or pay their brother whatever the hell they want to pay their brother to be a cameraman or whatever. The uh, Steve Schmidt was on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher this past weekend, and uh, Bill yeah, asked him that, that question about yeah. the, the money. Where's it going? Out of $87 million that was raised by the Lincoln Project, about 63 to $66 million of that money went to voter conduct contact. Where'd the other money go? The law requires that you make disclosures. But you don't have to disclose subcontractor payments. And then he was saying that that was out of protecting the privacy to so they don't get harassed and et cetera, et cetera. And right. why oh, would, well, you, why I'm against harassment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even the except s- so he explained it was sixty three million dollars went to voter contact. Twenty four million dollars was just there in the slush fund and you did whatever you wanted with it. In other words, well, and even up the sixty million dollars. So to spend that money on voter contact or whatever, I need to travel from New York to Los Angeles in a private plane to go to a meeting and stay at this hotel. And we got to eat. I mean, right. so all that stuff happens with that money, even like I was saying, even with the stuff that is kind of semi-legit in terms of, you know, the things they're doing. Although, they live again, an incredible lifestyle while they're doing it. If I need somebody to manage the emails for the so-called voter, voter contact, I'm going to hire my son. Why wouldn't I? And that's the legit part. That's not the $24 million or whatever it was right. that he wouldn't even comment on. Right. Um, the Steve Schmidt person, who, if you ever watched the movie Game Change, was the guy Woody Harrelson played because he was the manager for John McCain's campaign when John McCain ran for president. The, the same John McCain that no McCain uh, would urinate on this Steve Schmidt guy if he was on fire. So that's mm-hmm. what they think of him now. Anyway, Steve Schmidt resigned from the Lincoln Project on Friday night and wrote a resignation letter in which he said he had been sexually abused as a 13-year-old boy 
and uh, it had been, uh, you know, a, a terrible stain on his life and difficult to live with. And so he feels like he needs to step down. And what does that Wait got to do with your being accused of stealing money? <laughs> what? I'm a victim of sexual assault. So As I'm the victim here. Exactly. Oh, my God. These people, are, they don't even well, they're try. Crooks. They're just crooks. And they were obviously yeah. crooks. And the cable news channels had them on all the time because they got to have a Republican. Even Republicans hate Donald Trump. Okay, whatever. Great. Hey, speaking of crooks, so the CDC comes out with their phony new how to reopen schools guidelines, which are so incredibly soft, they would close virtually all the schools that are safely open already. Well, the L.A. Teachers Union has said, no, they're not soft enough. We're rejecting them. They, You know when the L.A. Teachers Union is going to go back to teaching your kids? When donkeys fly. It could be 10 years. It could be 50 years <laughs> until the L.A. Teachers are willing to teach. Are people working on that? Yeah, is that a Flying donkeys? Is DARPA doing that? Is, uh, this China like, is. is this like an Elon Musk thing? China's um, doing it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, flying cyber donkeys. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so what the, what the scumbag criminals of the L.A. Teachers Union said, uh, we'll give that to you, among other things. It's unbelievable. They're shameless. They have no shame. I want to get in on that flying donkeys. Can I invest in that? Or is, is there going to be an IPO? Is traded? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this a SPAC? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just saw Bill Gates call for all countries to go to 100% synthetic beef. The fake stuff. (laughs) Take your weedy little Harvard computer programming arms and shut up. I will consider that uh, seriously, Bill. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Synthetic beef. Have you had any of that? We'd all be better off if we did. Oh, I'm sure we would. I'm sure we would, but, but no. (laughs) <laughs> How about your plant-based uh, wacky burgers? What do you think of that? They're pretty good, huh? Yeah. I don't know what synthetic yeah. beef would taste like. I think that's no. kind of what he's talking about. The, the, those, the yeah, plant burgers? You're, you're beyond meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Again, the cow would disappear from the face of the earth then, right? Well, a couple of them in zoos, probably. Really no People reason. used to eat these. <laughs> the cow is never becoming a zoo animal. You don't think? I don't think. Of that, course. That why, would, why would cows exist if we're not eating them? Uh, oh, they wouldn't. I think they would become extinct. But I don't oh, think. Wow. I, I don't. I, I just don't feel like that's the. Hey, come, come. We got a new cow. Well, the next generation, <laughs> not the generation that grew up with cows. Future yeah. generations. A the future, boring. Sean. A little boring. <laughs> what to watch. are you kidding? They say moo. That's amusing. <laughs> I'll tell you what would happen. I'll tell you what would happen. You'd have like two cows left, and it's in the zoo, the San Diego Zoo. And then yeah. somebody would look at them, and somebody'd sneak in at night and chop one of them up and cook it over an open flame and say, "Oh my oh. God!" And they would take and they'd, they'd start breeding them, and there'd be cows all over the world again. What about the what about dairy? What about would milk production keep them uh, a, good a necessity? One. That's a good one. Milk cows. I, I prefer almond milk. That, that I've had that on cereal. I want to fight someone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a proof the proof that you still eat meat. So uh, moving along, uh, well, what do we do? What how much time do we have? Yeah, why not? So uh, the utterly inept, uh, practically murderous governor of New York, Cuomo. Uh, is is really running from a scandal? You want to qualify point. that at all, or what now? You want to qualify murderous governor of New York? Well, I was going to get to that. 
Okay. He's really running from the scandal where he forced, he and his administration forced the nursing homes to take COVID-positive patients in, and that killed thousands and thousands of youngsters. Now, while it was not premeditated murder, to me it was a negligent homicide at least, but it turns out not only did they do that, but then they hid the data that showed how terrible the problem was becoming. Unbelievable. So let's, let's just go through these clips. Let's start with number 40, Sean. He held a, a mewling, pathetic, excuse-laden press conference over the weekend. The void we created by not providing information was filled with skepticism and cynicism and conspiracy theories which furthered the confusion. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home. So you had staff walking in and sick patients, and you're telling me it wasn't the sick patients, it was the staff. How are you going to prove that? Then they held back information. Hit 41 for us, Sean. We paused the state legislator's request while we were finishing the DOJ request. We told both houses, the Assembly and the Senate, that we had DOJ requests for information and we were prioritizing that. Why does he talk like that? Talking slower makes me believe you less. <laughs> well, that's Hillary-esque pace there. And then finally, this is Ron Kim, who's a Democrat from New York, commenting on the claims of the idiot governor. That's not what we heard. That's not what she said. She even prefaced the whole thing by saying, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is the whole truth. Right. He's lying right now to today's press conference about sending notices to the Assembly and Senate that we knew about the Department of Justice investigation. Right. We were not informed. Uh, we were he, not told there was an investigation. He, he in a great point. That's a Democrat again uh, right. saying yep. that. Well, his his spokesman, his secretary, came out last week and said, as we reported here, um, no, we were covering stuff up and we did it because we were scared. And here's what we did. Wow, wow, that's uh, good for them. That person is a hero. Uh, so with the, the nation's bookend lunkhead governors, Cuomo and Mussolini, both one's about to get recalled, and the other one could be impeached. This will be something to watch. Well, and for a, a cup of coffee, people were talking about though, Cuomo being president. Why is he oh, yeah. not the candidate? Why is Biden the candidate? You remember Cuomo's sexuals? Oh, right. Governor Cuomo re- releasing a book how brilliantly he'd handled the the epidemic in the middle of the epidemic. It's unbelievable. Hey, we did not get to the L.A. teacher story, and I apologize for that. We were running a little late, but we'll get to it next segment. And we got a great text from a uh, teacher that works at a private Catholic school on how they've been opened, how they've done it, how it is gone, that should shame people in the teachers' unions. Not like you're probably listening to this show, but honest to God, I don't know how you sleep at night. When you're prioritizing your you you're you making more money over these little kids, you're terrible people. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A Marine base in California revealed that 10 pounds of C4 explosives have gone missing from the facility. So it's either a domestic terror plot or someone's having a gender reveal party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny. So somebody who follows us got booted off of Twitter. They just t- tweeted this. I got my Twitter privilege back. I was suspended for seven days because of you. I just repeated what you guys said on air, which is, would there be a pregame show and flyover by Hillary Rodden Clinton on her broom during Trump's impeachment hearing? <laughs> and if that's skanky Cyrus had a halftime show, something about that, I don't know. Huh. Hate speech. So I don't know if it was the skanky Miley Cyrus or Hillary Clinton on a broom that got him banned from Twitter. Jack Dorsey raised himself from his deathbed where he takes in 20 calories a day and summoned the strength to ban our followers, listener from Twitter. Seriously, though, which of those would get you banned? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Skanky? Because it's like... I have found most people's self-reporting of why they got reprimanded on the internet to be less than accurate. Okay. <laughs> well said. Thank you. P- positive, Sean. 
So the union representing more than 35,000 L.A. teachers is pushing back against the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's long-awaited roadmap for getting students back to classrooms in the middle of the pandemic. Keeping in mind, as we pointed out earlier, there are millions of American children in school full-time, five days a week, right now, and they're fine. Millions. And the CDC guidelines are so phony and over, quote-unquote, safe, and so just gimmicked up to let the teachers' unions do whatever they want, that, that they would shut down almost all of those schools that are safely open already. So that's how weak and soft the CDC guidelines are. Well, <laughs> the L.A. Teachers' Union is saying, oh, no, they're too dangerous and hasty. Uh, the new guidance, uh, you remember we were talking about this last week with the ventilation systems and the s- social distancing and the rest of it. But United Teachers Los Angeles reiterated in a statement Friday afternoon that the path to safe reopening must include vaccines for all school personnel, not just the teachers. Everybody who works in the school system, multi-tiered mitigation strategies, including testing and personal protective equipment and lowered community transmission rates. We applaud the CDC's effort for national strategy to return to in-person instruction, says the criminals and the child sacrificers. But the new guidelines released on Feb 12 do not do enough to address the specific challenges of large urban school districts like LAUSD. And most troubling is do not, it so, does not require vaccinations for all school staff, etc. So where's the breakdown here in, uh, in democracy? It seems to voter me voter awareness, voter awareness, and that is driven to a certain extent by the media. How, how the media is not understanding what's going on with this story. I think part of it is so much of the media now is young and childless. They don't really know one. They don't know that this distance learning thing is a disaster. It's not even school. It, it's really you're in school or not in school practically. Well, th- this is also the generation of people who grew up with foam padding on every corner of a table, right? The, the safety is the most important thing. Good point. Emphasized for the entirety of their existence. That's a decent point. I think right those there. are both excellent factors. Yeah. Then you combine that with Trump derangement syndrome because Trump was for advocating it was advocating opening of schools. It must be wrong. By definition, it must be wrong. And the media is based out of places where they're not in school, so they don't recognize that a big chunk of the country is in school and everything is working out fine, including in areas where they aren't in school. So uh, this is from a county where I happen to know 250,000 students are not in school, but 40 private sc- uh, schools are operating. Um, I work at blah, 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 St. Blah, 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 Catholic school. I'm not going to give it away because I don't know if I should. So that's not a saint that mm-hmm. I was unaware of. No. Okay. St. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> My principal started preparing faculty and staff in the spring for the 2020-21 school year so we'd be prepared to teach in a hybrid platform. Since September, I've taught my students in the classroom as well as those at home via Zoom as their parents have opted for distance learning. I teach both groups of students simultaneously from 8 to 3 every day. I haven't had a single issue with COVID. We follow a strict safety protocol. Also, our budget compared to that of a public school is microscopic. So the unions are full of utter baloney, and the welfare of the students is the absolute last thing on their mind. I say both of these things as a teacher and a mother of two young elementary-age children who've been on campus since June. They did summer school at my school, too. I was reminded of hearing an interview with a uh, a gal who she is isn't important, but she pointed out that her kid's private school, which is open 100%, five days a week, kids in person, has 25% less funding per child than public schools. 
keeping in mind that there are billions of dollars sitting on the sideline unspent, and the Biden administration just spent, sent what was another $150 billion to public schools. Money got nothing to do with it. In fact, the COVID has nothing to do with it. The schools are safe. And there are people yelling about that. L.A. County Supervisor Catherine Barger on Friday sent a letter to the governor calling for the immediate opening of all K-6 through classrooms, while also asking that he allow grades 7 through 12 to open, even in counties like L.A. that are in the purple tier. Quote, the safety of reopening the classroom has been well documented worldwide, and our children cannot wait another day to get back to school. While our youngest children have had the most difficulty accessing online education, the impact has been felt by children of all ages. School in is response. A, go ahead. School is a local issue that you deal with locally, and and I'm all for that. The the more of that, the better. Um, we don't want you know federal control of all our schools, but this seems like an issue where the president would really have a lot of weight if he came out and said, "Look, the teachers' unions are not following the science on that. School needs to be open." I think that would right. be a huge right. deal. So you have the uh, the L.A. County soup saying you got to get the kids back in school. It's been devastating. In response, the uh, the teachers of L.A. Union says, we ask those like Barger who are pushing to reopen in the purple tier and without lowered community transmission rates, how many infections and deaths are considered safe? Oh, boy. You know what? So you do people they believe that? Hell. Some people do believe that. Well, they're ignorant. But, you know, and, and ignorance is, is um, you know, excusable in some cases but i don't the, the teachers union leaders are not ignorant of that they're doing it on purpose it's extortion god you are really a bad person i mean you are honestly yeah. Oh, yeah. a bad human being you you actually care that little about the well-being of children that's it's hard for me to imagine anybody getting there for their own i love this wealth here, here here's a san diego teacher kids are not experiments shut up so you think that's what people like me who have our kids in school in the classroom? That's what we're doing. We're we're just we're just risking it to make a political stand. No, it's fine. Wow, that's is a uh, is your boy five days a week? Yeah, every day, all day since the beginning of the school year, since August. Where are they storing the bodies? <laughs> yeah, I know it. It's unbelievable. Anyway, enough said. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of schools, Jack, chilling. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Parents were horrified when an online event for students was hacked. By naked men exposing themselves to oh, children. Oh, don't do that. The hackers committed zoom, acts and made threats. If you're going to zoom yes. bomb, you know, some uh, some meeting for a bunch of insurance adjusters or something with your junk, that's one thing, but not children. <laughs> yeah, that's what chat roulette's for, that type of junk. <laughs> right. One of the only reasons I brought this up is I absolutely love the headline. This is quoting one of the parents who became uh, aware of this. School Zoom event hacked by, quote, naked foreign men. Now, if it's domestic junk, that's one thing. <laughs> but here you have these foreigners bringing their weird genitals into our schools and perverting our way of life. What are those genitals? Well, they look French to you. Wait a minute. Those are foreign genitals. <laughs> those that's are Belgian best. genitals if I've ever seen them. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Again, an insurance meeting, sure. You want to show your high need to a bunch of insurance agents, do it. But not the kids, please. Uh, one place we are politically, according to Gallup, most Republicans now think a third party is needed. That's interesting when the majority of one of the major parties thinks we need another party. What's going on there? I don't know. We'll look into that a little bit when we come back. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another Valentine's Day came and went. My kids really liked it because there was some candy involved. Henry made um, brownies for mom, which was really nice. Nice. Pretty nice. much didn't realize that it was this Sunday until this morning. You didn't know it was Valentine's Day? No, 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 no. I, Unaware. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you one know, way to do uh, it. I, I, Judy and I were completely unaware of it as well. Granted, we were we were traveling, but um, we don't take it very seriously. But it was very sweet. My mom, who I mentioned is uh, probably toward the end of her days, uh, 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 sent uh, Valentine's greetings. Cool to all of her kids and grandkids, which is very sweet. So, grandmas, you're exempt from the only an idiot participates <laughs> <laughs> pronouncements we've made through the years. I and it's my, not being an idiot. Yes? I dipped myself red, just so you know, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Your whole body or just part of you? The whole body. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have washed off as uh, as easy as the uh, the warning label would have led you to believe there, Mike. A couple couple more showers. and <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was just having a hot flash or something. It's very, very inflamed over there. <laughs> um, New Gallup poll that's out. 62% of Americans feel the two main parties do such a poor job of representing the American people that a third party is needed. 62% of Americans. That's the highest number since Gallup started asking the question clear back in 2003, which is not very long ago. No. Yeah, well, I, I certainly I can't criticize people who th- think that. What's the alternative? Oh, I think the Democratic Party and the Republican parties are excellent representatives of the American people. <laughs> Everything would going say that. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's now a majority of Republicans, though, which is interesting. Sixty-three percent of Republicans think a third party is needed. That's up from forty percent in September. So I don't know what moved the number twenty-three points since September. Just Trump losing? I I don't know. Um. Among independent support for a third party is at 70%, while it's still under half of Democrats. Maybe it's just because if you're winning, you think, why would we need a third party? Um, mm. 46% of Democrats would like a third party. But it's still almost half, though. So you got half of Democrats and over half of the Republicans think we need another party. <laughs> That's kind of funny. We have four political parties. We only have two choices, though. That's yeah. kind of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and they design the uh, the rules for getting on ballots and the rest of it. It's a duopoly, clearly. What do you think of having a moderate party, a liberal party, and a conservative party? And depending which way the electorate uh, swang, you'd either go uh, you know moderately in one direction or the other, and they'd have to form a coalition to have a majority in uh, both houses of Congress. 68% of Republicans want Donald Trump to remain as the party leader. Compared to 47% of, of GOP-leaning independents. That's still half, though. Yeah, that's still a significant number. Yeah. Well, I think that the main appeal of Trump is who he fought against. He fought against a lot of the forces that are just unleashing horrible policies and ideas across America. Speaking of horrible... Do you want to see? Oh, what, that's a transition. Do you want to see what the early polling is for the 2024 Republican primary? <laughs> no, and neither does anybody else. Trump. But I don't think I can stop. Well, you. you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is leading at 53. percent I was expecting it to be higher. 
Won't he be 80 at that point? He'll be Joe Biden's age. Okay. I think. Yeah. He, uh... Yeah. What do you say to that, huh? <laughs> Same thing I said about Biden. <laughs> uh, so Trump at 53%, Mike Pence at 12%. Mike Pence just doesn't have the, the vim slash vigor. That's the second place from 50-some to 12? Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. Oh at 6, <laughs> Nikki Haley at 6, Mitt Romney at 4, Ted Cruz at 4, Marco Rubio 2, Pompeo 2, Josh Hawley 1, Tom Cotton 1, Tim Scott 1, Christy Noem 1, Larry Hogan 1, Rick Scott 0. Hogan. So there you go. I couldn't wow. care less about that, but no. I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. What's going to yeah. happen here in the in the future, though? I don't know. I mean, Mitch McConnell drew a hell of a line in the sand on Saturday by uh, calling out Trump just 100% after voting no, 100% to be to blame for what happened. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know what happens from here on. No idea. Oh, that reminds me, and I meant to uh, stuff this in at some point during the show, but the, the death, uh, uh, tragic and sad, no matter what happened, of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Um, how do I phrase this? Uh, the the story seems to be evolving right. from the he was battered to death with the uh, fire extinguisher to he had a stroke as the result of his injuries to now it's being said he just had a stroke. And and he was fine afterward. He was actually texting his brother saying, yeah, I'm fine and dandy. I'm back at the station house and things are good. Um, oh, so and then later. He had a, it wasn't even there at the time. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have r- rather a long and elaborate timeline of the different sources of information and who gave them. And it's it's a study in uh, media bias, media haste, uh, the fog of war, and the rest of it. And I hesitate to throw it out very quickly right now because I don't want to give half an idea. But the the bottom line is it's not. It's still, having read a rather exhaustive and complete discussion of this by Andrew McCarthy, who we've talked to many times in the future, I'm sorry, in the past. Which one's the one that's behind us? The future? <laughs> that's Oh, the past. I'm sorry. Since I got that time machine, Sean, I'm just constantly confused. <laughs> it really catches up. You, you don't realize how much you get confused. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's like Lincoln said to me at lunch the other day. <laughs> if you don't know how confused you are, that's when you're really confused. I said, oh, Abe, come on now. Anyway, uh, so after trying to comprehend all this, the long and short of it is, I think he just had a stroke. No, it but could have I'm been, not sure. Obviously, could have been from the physical and uh, mental pressure of the day that caused him to have a stroke. But still, that later yes. in the day, having a stroke is way different than you were beaten to death by Trump loyalists. Those are right. very usual, different things. It's a, as much about the media as it is about the uh, the specific incident. And but it's we'll, a, we'll dive, dive into that tomorrow. To figure this out, why did it take this? Well, long? it didn't. It didn't though. A lot of it was figured out. It just wasn't printed. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. We need to explore that story more tomorrow. That's something. Will do. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up from the for the day. It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael? I dipped my body in red paint for Valentine's, and I wore a beard using Gorilla Glue for President's Day. My body's taking a beating. I'm dreading Easter. <laughs> Positive Sean is our producer. Sean, final thought? Yeah, one of the check uh, the checkpoints of growing up is realizing that the Fig Newton is actually quite delicious. Really? I had abandoned it as a child and not gone back. Oh, that's a delicious. Oh, no, no. A, a cookie is just a cookie. A uh, Newton is fruit and cake. <laughs>
it's it's pleasures are subtle, Sean. Oh, it's yeah. a more sophisticated cookie snack. Jack, a final thought for the crew? I'm still not convinced that those four blondes singing are fake. That they're 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 pulling <laughs> one over on us. I've known enough people, especially like the really emotional singing crowd, that thought they were good at it. If anybody can nail down whether or not they're 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 they're, they're faking it or actually singing, it's at our website armstrongandgetty.com or the Twitter feed also. My final thought is I have a beloved child, an adult child in the Seattle area, SeaTac area. I have a child in uh, Bend, Oregon. I have a youngster in the southeast of the United States and family up the East Coast. And every single one of them is beset by severe weather. Because of carbon emissions. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're a science denier. (laughs) What now? As usual, snow is proof, warmth is proof, wind and lack of wind are both proof of climate change. A lot of change is proof. Things staying the same for a long time is proof. That's ironclad proof. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for the the Ford Blonde singing. A lot of good clicks under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up some cool A&G swag for you and your loved ones. If they fake that, it's still pretty good. A pretty good effort on their part. Uh, It's funny. See you tomorrow. God bless America. The selfish special interests have won. Decency and democracy have lost. Fucking trash. Oh, my word. Can I ask our producers, can we uh, get out of here, please? Okay. Cheer, boo, yay, game over, let's go home. I thought everything was over. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. When it comes on for you to go, you have to go. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.